This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went try to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Well, hey guys, this is Lane with the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast. We're doing this in video. David, he is doing the YouTube thing, so you guys can check out his video at from military to millionaire.com. So we're using their cool video studio here, and we have yeah. to. I have to read this. We are <laughs> here in Nifi Video Booth at FinCon, so we set aside that. <laughs> and uh, make sure you guys go to simplepassivecashflow.com. Check Absolutely. out that website and also check out my podcast, simplepassivecashflow.com. Found at all the regular iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. But I got my buddy David here. Who's gonna, we're going to be talking about military, hacking the military system. Yeah. Um, you still you still an active? Active duty Marine. Cool. Yep. So we're going to, this uh, video and podcast is going to kind of go out to a lot of the military folks. Maybe you guys can share this with other um, you know, people in the military. So the first topic we're going to talk about today is you know, who you are. So maybe tell us a little about like, your experiences and how you got into the military. And you know, yeah. you're also a real estate investor, so I think this will be good for a lot of you know, folks here. Absolutely. So, Lane, thanks for having me on your show. So Lane and I got to know each other out there in uh, Hawaii. I'm currently stationed on Oahu. And uh, we met at a meetup on the – I want to say this is going to sound terrible. Some of you are going to be super jealous. But we met on the beach. Not a bad place to network. And uh, so I joined the Marine Corps 10 years ago. Grew up in Arkansas, I guess is where I enlisted out of. Uh, I've kind of traveled the world since then. I've been stationed in Okinawa, Japan, San Diego, California, Springfield, Missouri. Did a stint in Afghanistan in the sand. Uh, and now in the probably best duty station I've ever had, Oahu. Uh, you can't complain to live there. I'm a transportation logistics guy by trade. Drive trucks. Uh, I don't drive trucks anymore. I plan other people driving trucks. And when I was a recruiter about three years ago, somebody told me I should read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, which we have all heard about. Everyone knows that book, right? Uh, except for this guy at the time. And so I told them in true Marine fashion, I don't read, right? Like, that's <laughs> dumb. I don't have time for that. I follow so the audiobook then? Or? Yeah, so then he was like, here's the app Audible. He gave me a, a, probably an affiliate leak link, so I got it. I got one free book. I listened to Rich Dad Poor Dad while I drove around in my your inbox car. got inundated and inundated. With Man, all this stuff. I will tell you. So I within I finished that book. I, Audible does not. I can't apparently go back because I've got a new phone since then. I can't see when what date I finished the book, but I finished it in like September October of 2015, and I bought my first duplex in December of 2015. So three months. That book was just immediate. Like, go do it. I read a couple bigger pockets books. Uh, about rental properties and stuff like that, and it just it just took off. I realized like, wow, I went from paying five hundred a month to live in a really crappy apartment. Five hundred a month is Missouri prices, not Hawaii prices. Uh, to paying about one hundred and fifty dollars a month to own a decent duplex that was bigger, had its own parking spot, and I was building equity and all the other benefits that come with real estate. And I was living for cheaper. And then when I moved out, I started getting paid to own that property. Uh, and since then, we've built bought uh, i want to say we have like 53 units now over the last three years uh, a lot of that in part to a big monster thing that we just closed on uh but yeah so I, the whole uh starting the blog about a year ago and the youtube channel is really geared toward teaching you guys or helping you guys learn all the things that i i wish i had known when i was 18 not if somebody had tried to tell me them I, I might not have listened i probably wouldn't have but no one ever tried so i don't know and so i, I kind of want to be that guy that can help reach that younger market of military members and help you 
I guess, beat the idea that we don't get paid enough and help us understand that it's really it's self-inflicted. We get paid plenty. We just do what I did, buy Harleys and sports cars and tattoos, right. and then Don't it's buy all a Mustang. Yeah, the that Mustang with 20% interest, right? <laughs> so I bought not a Mustang, but plenty of other things that I shouldn't have, uh, and then I totaled the Harleys, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so we're not going to really talk about too much about real estate investing today, but this would be kind of a down-to-the-basics on, you know, what... So you have, you're in the military. Thank you for your service. You've got some perks your way, right? So the Absolutely. first biggest one is the VA loan. Yes. Great program. Can you tell us a little bit about the terms and how do you use those the most efficiently? Yeah. So the VA loan, I kicked myself. So it's probably one of the best benefits that we have outside of the free college. And people don't understand it. And I didn't understand it. I bought my duplex with an FHA loan. And I'm still kicking myself because I'm paying about 81 bucks a month in PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, uh, on the loan that I wouldn't be paying if I'd used the VA. So the VA loan is a 0% down home loan for your primary residence. So you have to physically live there or intend to physically occupy the property 60 days after you purchase it. Um, and it is used to help get you and your family. So say you're a new service member, newly married, you're moving out of the barracks, and because you were buying the Mustangs and the Harleys and stuff, you don't have a lot of money saved up. This allows you to buy you and your family a house without having to drain the bank and not have to rent so you can be successful. Some of the cool things about the VA loan that people don't realize is you can buy up to a four unit, so you can still house hack, like live in one side and rent the others with while using the VA loan. It doesn't have to be a single family, but you do have to live in it and the stipulation there is you have to live in it for a reasonable amount of time, which is usually a year, uh, with the exception of if you get orders to move or your job forces you to move more than 50 miles away. And so if you get moved six months after you purchase, you can, re, you, know, you, can you can exit the property. Uh, and then after a year, you're free to move out and you can utilize it again as long as you're outside that 50-mile window. But those are all uh, neither here nor there. The biggest benefit is that you're getting this house with nothing down, and then you're able to live in it for the duration. And you can theoretically move and buy at a different station, and then move and buy at a different station. And all this time, if you do it right, and we'll touch on the buying as a rental rather than a residence later, if you do it right, you can build your wealth in, in a massive way without having to put a bunch of money down, and you can set yourself up for success. Yeah. So. The biggest things are, again, the 0% down payment, avoiding PMI right there. And you guys can check out a past podcast I did with Kaylee Ridge where we kind of went into a lot of specifics with debt-to-income ratios, terms, and rates. I believe the, the rates are similar, right? It's not like you're getting a rate break. 0% down is a big thing with no PMI. And then yeah. the terms, same thing, 15-year, 30-year options. And do you know off the top of your head, because I know with buying non-owner occupied houses to get the best rate you've got to be in that 60 80 680 credit score range is it a little le less so for the va loan the va loan's kind of different in, in it you know it's not tied got its own real guidelines in a lot of that way so the va loan is like a the government saying you can do x y and z for lending but it it varies by bank so ultimately, you could go through a VA loan through Navy Federal, and they may be totally fine with a five, 580 credit score, whereas if you went through 
Veterans United as the bank behind the loan. They may not and may say you got to do a 680. And I'm I'm just guess, using examples, um, but so the the credit requirements kind of vary so you can shop right. around and be flexible on that so there are banks that will so still it's not approve. it's not like a regular owner occupied non-owner occupied house where you go to any bank bank of america credit union x or whatever bank they're packaging up your credit profile and putting you into a fannie mae freddie mac box yeah where these are the terms if you have this credit score this debt to income ratio you get this rate and this fee structure so you, what you're saying is as a va loan you get this profile as long as long as you're a VA, you then it gets shopped around privately. It's not a government backed yeah. loan. It's more of a private loan in a way. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah. my understanding? Yeah, so it's much more flexible in a lot right. of that way. So it makes it a harder for the consumer because now you have to go shopping around a little bit more than I mean in theory, if you have a good VA rep, there's guys so it'd be kinda like a so there's much like there's brokers for you know, who can look at multiple different loans right. from companies. They have so like Veterans United does a good job of they can help you find, you know, what's the best way to fit your goals and work your profile. So basically you go meet with a solid uh, like a VA lender, VA broker, and they can they can mix and match and figure out, tailor it for you. Now, obviously, you, you know, you don't want to go and have a, a 200 credit score or whatever <laughs> and say, like, I'm going to buy a million dollar home. But but they can work with you to find the best rate, the best terms and, and ultimately close on that loan. And. You're right. As far as the like the rates and the and everything, it's relatively the same. The biggest benefit is the the low barrier to entry. Right. And I, and like anything else, just go off referrals. And I bet this guy knows a few good VA folks. Just like you know, turnkey yeah. providers or whoever. Everybody uses the same people. It's absolutely. Like. Yeah. So that you know, you've got these cool VA loans, and like you know, when your duty station changes, now it's kind of like a good get a free jail card in a way to get a new loan. So is that the way to do it? Is you just when you hop around to a few duty stations, you just pick up a house in each place? Yeah. So that could be a very awesome strategy. So there are a couple things to note there. Uh, the first is that generally across the nation, about four hundred and ten is like the cap for VA. So if you buy a two hundred thousand dollar house in Carolina and a two hundred thousand dollar house in Missouri, then you're probably capped. Now if you go to somewhere like Hawaii, the cap is seven twenty one. Yeah, you can't get a house for under six hundred grand in Hawaii. Yeah, and seven hundred and twenty one on the uh, Marine Corps side in Kailua is gonna buy you like a patch of land yeah. with a house on it. Um, maybe a box. And uh, but you could go up to that limit. And then if you go past that limit, the difference is so let's say I had never used it, I wanted to buy a million dollar home in Hawaii and I was only capped at seven twenty, I could for the remaining two hundred and eighty thousand I can still use the VA loan. I just have to pay 20% of that 280. So you can even go over the limits on the VA. You just have to pay 20% down, which is normal, traditional, conventional rate for that difference. Um, and then for multiple uses, so for the first VA loan, it's like 1.8% is the, the funding fee that gets tacked onto the loan. So if you buy a $200,000 okay. house, you'll pay, it'll, the loan will end up being like 205 And that's about right. One, the two or three percent's about the funding fee or the yeah. origination fee. Yeah, so I think it's 1.8 for the first time, and then it goes up to two and a half for the second time. And I think it might, I think it stays at around that. And it, it, if you're disabled vet, uh, it stays at like 1.5 forever. So just know multiple uses. People say it gets more expensive. That's really all that changes is the funding fee goes up a little bit, but it's still very reasonable considering you're not putting any money down. But it doesn't matter, right? I mean, that's that's minutia. I mean, that's yeah, nothing. Yeah, abs absolutely. Owning the asset and not paying 20% down is definitely worth the extra 
1% funding fee that you're not paying until you pay off the mortgage. Uh, so all that aside, the house hopping, move around the country thing, I would caution this, and I tell military members this all the time, because we like to buy the fancy Mustang and, and have the night. It's like it's almost as though the military thinks they don't get paid anything and everyone thinks the military don't doesn't get paid anything. So to prove them wrong, we try to look rich instead of be rich, and we blow all our money on really <laughs> fancy things to show on YouTube and Facebook, like, look at this awesome thing, and then we end up not feeling like we made any money because we don't have any left over because you get a stipend right like a signing bonus yeah there's it depends on your job i mean i never got much cool stuff i'm in a boring <laughs> job i drive trucks uh which in 2008 they were giving some bonuses out because nobody wanted to be the guy who drove around in trucks in afghanistan because they might blow up um so there was some bonuses then but not anymore so what i would say is buy a rental property don't buy a primary residence so if you're gonna buy in every location couple things like Hawaii might not be the location to buy a rental property because, or a house because it, the cost of the house is, is never going to be really, it's very difficult to find a property that the rent will justify how much you're paying. Yeah, we'll house. just say on this, I mean, this audience out here, no, no bueno, guys. It's not going to happen. You're not yeah. going to. Hawaii, San Francisco, Seattle are primary markets. You're not going to find the rent of value. San Diego is a big one for us. So if you're in one of those markets, renting is okay. I live on base right now. I'm a huge lover of real estate investing and equity and i rent on base because i have a much bigger house and much better lifestyle than i would be able to afford and i don't have to worry about appreciation maybe doing whatever but if you let your buddy live in the house for you and pay it no i think that's fraud right <laughs> we're not gonna I'm gonna we're not just, gonna go there i'm just not mentioning anything you know? uh, <laughs> but then if, say i try to i'm trying to go to north carolina next and the house prices are very reasonable there and my end state would be to buy a hopefully a fourplex with the VA loan when I move in. And I'll move in and I can even fly out and put it under contract and I could in theory close on it up to two months prior to landing there and I would have the property and just move in right when I get there. And that's the the dream with the VA loan is that your move could literally be moving your stuff, no hotel room, no whatever, right into your house. That's very difficult to plan out when you're six thousand miles away, but um, but in that case, then I'm buying a rental property, and I know when I leave North Carolina, I will be cash flow positive on that property that I bought with the VA loan. So I got in for nothing, and now it's making me money. And that's quite the asset. The, the return on the, what is it, the internal return rate or internal rate of return? Total, um, total return when you do cash uh, appreciation, not, mortgage pay down, tax if benefits. If you're putting nothing down, it's infinite. Any money you make out of that property, forget 1%, 2%. 10% returns, 20% returns, which is awesome. Imagine paying this much and then getting paid for the rest of the time you own a property. I mean, you can't beat that. But you got to live in the property. Got to live Fully in the property. Fully intention of living yeah, in the property. Yeah. For at least the first year. Some things just aren't consumable in a podcast audio format like reports, investing trends, and my own personal investing happenings. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com backslash club to sign up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club get the monthly email the journey to simple passive cash flow public service announcement guys for all the non-folks news and commentary not found on this podcast go to simple passive cash backslash club and sign up for the hui do pipeline club to get the newsletter with the latest happenings as i make the journey to simple passive cash flow
Would you like to get access to the same reports and industry knowledge that I read? Would you like to know what I'm doing personally? Go sign up for the free newsletter at simplepassivecashflow.com backslash club by signing up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club. So for some of you guys, non-military folks, you know, there's this thing called relocation assistant. And when I worked for a big company that we would get this, when they would move us around from time to time, you would get something like two months salary as a, as a sorry, sorry, tell your <laughs> spouse they have to drop and leave everything and your kids have to leave school, take them to Disneyland to appease yeah. them, whatever. And then you also would get like a certain, another, another infusion of cash for moving. And then they would, whatever closing costs to sell your house they would cover it. And if you lost money for some strange reason, which, which was common back in 2010, 12, yeah. they would cover you up to a certain amount. Yep. Um, it's, it's very similar in the military. They like the same yeah. relocation benefits. Yeah. So they, they will pay for the move up to a certain weight. So depending on your rank, uh, you get a certain weight limit for all your household goods, which I've never come close to. And I mean, my motorcycle counted as my weight when I put it in a box and I still didn't come close. So it's, so substantial <laughs> amount of weight, and they will pay for that, and then they'll pay, for, they'll reimburse for anything broken at fair market value. Takes a little bit of time because it's the government, but they get it to you. Uh, and then they also give you, so I get to use my government travel card for move, and so I'm paid by if I have to drive, I'm paid by mileage. If I fly, they pay for the flights. Uh, if I stay in a hotel or food, like all of that gets reimbursed, and I get a, a, a stipend, basically like an allowance. Um, and then on top of all that. They give you a TLA, which is like a temporary location allowance. And so when I came to Oahu, they were legitimately giving me the, ho they were paying for the hotel. And then because of cost of living in Oahu, the family was, we were getting $140 a night for, for food, which is even in Oahu, that's a ton for getting paid. So, I mean, we made, we made enough money in the move because if you're smart about it and you're frugal, you can still make out on top. 
made enough money in the move that we bought my wife's truck in cash. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. Yeah, 20, 30 grand if you're smart. You know, maybe. I don't know. We made six, which was plenty. But, well, I, okay, so I say six, but that's that's net after after, after the moving the household nice goods and flights. and every, So probably closer to 20 or 30 when you think about how much the total move costs, especially if I go from here to North Carolina. And they'll pay you more. I mean, when I was in corporate America, they would pay you more if you are a homeowner as opposed to a renter. So I don't know if that's the same thing. Or, you know, I it's based off the probably the home. I've never asked that question, so that's a good something one. to check I mean, up. I mean, this but this stuff changes all the time. So yeah. these are the questions to ask. So the other thing I wanted to chat about is, you know, so you're enlisted, you do a few years, and then that question, right? You got to are you going to stay in or stay out? Yeah, Let's talk good. about that a little bit. Man, uh, the roller coaster. Um, so let me preface this by saying I love the Marine Corps. I love the military. And in all reality, I might have exited the service a few, a few like a year or two ago. And probably the biggest decision factor for me was um, the camaraderie, the people I work with, the travel, those things that I love. And if I retire and, and do the real estate and YouTube thing full time and all that, my wife gets her job. We could still travel, and I would still get some camaraderie. But part really- of the nice part about real estate investing or a side business is you have the freedom to get out of the normal default path yeah so on the i think a lot of people i think people forget how nice they do have it in the military because people get wrapped around like my w-2 says i made forty thousand dollars last year i get a thirty two hundred dollar a month housing allowance so my w-2 says four thousand or forty thousand that was taxed but you factor in the housing allowance the cost of living allowance the food allowance and all the other benefits healthcare, medical mm-hmm. dental I mean, I probably brought in the equivalent of like 110000 and only like 40% of that was yeah. taxed. It's like a rule of thumb is just take your W-2, multiply by two, and that's your salary yeah. outside at a regular job. Yeah, so I mean, it's a very solid, it makes it, from a financial standpoint, it makes it very difficult to make the decision about whether you stay in or not. So ultimately, what it's boiled down to me over the last two years that I've been on this roller coaster, my wife will tell you that it is a total emotional roller coaster day in day out it's the moment i stopped being happy in the military because i'm not in the military for finances i don't think any of us are um, and the benefits are great and the lifestyle's great the moment i stop being happy is what it boils down to but in the transition there are a ton of resources and they have a full week on transition readiness they teach you to build a resume get you into college classes as a gi bill for going to college getting they get a housing allowance while they go to college you could house hack with the VA loan, wherever you want to live, using the GI Bill, and you could essentially not work, although we're all workaholics, probably would still work. You can essentially not work, go to college full-time, house hack, and live, you know, I mean, it's, they take care of you. So do you, when you get out of the military service, do you lose that ability to hop around and use your VA everywhere? or That's up to you. So the general rule still applies if you if it's a work-related move over 50 miles, or uh, for, I think... I think I don't know that it matters necessarily the work related piece. I think that's just if you're trying to break under a year. Like if you're if you buy a house and six months later you want to move fifty miles away, they're probably gonna to want to say like, hey, you need to wait a year before you use a VA or have a justifiable justifiable reason right. like a work move. A but letter if, from your employer saying you got fired or moving somewhere. Else. You know, if it's as long as on good <laughs> enough terms, they'll write that letter for you. Un- unless you you know, if it's over a year, it doesn't matter. If it's over fifty miles, so the big thing is just remembering those maxes. And then the cool thing is, so those those maxes go away. So if I buy a five hundred thousand dollar house using the VA, 
or $400,000 house using VA, and then I, I sell that house, I can use that $400,000 piece is back in the VA loan. I can use it again. Pretty so you can get, you can still pick up multiple of these mm-hmm. VA loans like how you did. There's no, that restriction mm-hmm. doesn't go away. Yeah. No, it's awesome. So a lot of people are probably thinking, well, how can I, what's the least I can do the military service so I can do this? Okay. So <laughs> two years active duty. If you hit the two year mark, you should be good. Right. And then honor, honorable, all that good stuff. Um, you have to be in for that, that amount of time to be eligible. Uh, and then on the reserve side, it's to do the reserves. It's six years in the reserve. Wow. I just held up seven fingers, six years in the reserves. Um, and then you're eligible or, and forgive me, I don't know how the active duty multiplier works because I've never been in the reserves, but it's like the equivalent to 90 days on active duty outside of your recruit training and job school. Once you hit that like 90 day window, it's like 90 days in a combat zone or a, a whatever, or up to like 150 points or some, something like that. Um, but it, it's really, it equates out to like two years generally. Um, so it's kind of similar. So yeah, you got to do a little bit of time to qualify, but that's more or less just so they got something out of you before you get the benefit. But it's, I mean, yeah. it's not hard to attain. Most so, of us aren't ready to buy a house in our first two years anyway. So. If you're listening to this podcast and implementing the strategies discussed, you're likely to become financially free in three to seven years, whether or not you choose to use my coaching services or not. For most of you I talk to in our free intro coaching calls, I see a theme of mission and investing for greater good. I found an investment that pays 20% of their revenue to improving the lives of their community by improving living conditions and paying for children's education. To learn more about this investment, check out Simple Passive Cashflow backslash coffee. And by the way, it's not all altruistic. This specialty coffee makes for an amazing performer. So some of the mistakes that you typically see from some of your buddies, yeah. these are the not what not to. So if this is you, take it with a grain of salt. I'm sorry. You're probably not watching this anyway. Probably, yeah. So <laughs> four bed house that's like two hundred and eighty thousand dollars for you, or or not even for your family, but you know, like a brand new house that's huge and and huge and great, just an awesome house, like emotionally that feels like a great idea and it's secure and it's wonderful and happy wife happy life and when you move out of a house like that it's not going to cash flow the same as if you bought it as a rental and that's why we can't reiterate that piece enough to buy your house as an investment it'll be an investment buy your house as a property really you're gambling i mean you might you might be that guy who bought in all their duty stations at the perfect time and appreciation went up and you're a millionaire um or you might be that guy who bought and like three houses down the road, the market tanked, you can't make rent, and now you've got three houses in three states that weren't managed right, and your world falls apart, and your answer is real estate's dumb. Yeah, was real estate dumb, or did you buy with the wrong end state? So just remember, guys, your your to use military terms, your your mission in buying the house and your end state is financial independence and, and rental properties and income, not just having a fancy house to say check out my house with the mustang in the garage <laughs> that's that's not financially setting yourself up for success but everybody does that right i mean with military non-military there people are, are doing nice, that yeah. and they're making that mistake yeah it's it's huge uh the, the whole my house is my greatest asset is it though i mean maybe if you so, bought it that so way. if you were if you were starting out today 
um, young kid, what would be your game plan to like pick up a few rentals, then move around a few times? Yeah, I'd try to live in some of the areas, like some of the duty stations in the Midwest, if I could. I love, and I'm biased, I invest in the Midwest. Uh, but some of those places like Missouri, Arkansas, those are the two markets I'm most familiar with. But a lot of that Midwest area, appreciation right. line goes like this. Whereas in Hawaii, Hawaii is much more like this. Yeah. But most of those big city markets do this number. And if you catch it on the wrong swing, your money, your property value gets cut in half. Uh, so I like the Midwest because it, it, the rental, the rents are easily justify the price of the property. I don't really have to worry about if the market crashes. Cause I don't even remember the 2008 crash because it didn't really affect my area. Um, it was very minimal. In fact, it might actually raise the rents because all those other people were going to move to cheaper areas. Right, right. So... I would say, and my strategy would be the house hack, kind of like I've done. Ideally a fourplex, but a threeplex or a twoplex. The hard part's finding something that your family can be happy in. So like for me, I need like a three bed, two bath unit at least. I would love a four bed, so I have an office, <laughs> maybe a garage or a barn. Um, but finding something like that, and then you can buy it with the VA loan. You rent out all the other units, they're paying your mortgage. And then when you move out, you rent that unit, and now you're making a little bit of money, you move to the next one. And so as you're doing this through the 4, 5, 10, 20 years in the military, you're building equity, you're building cash flow, you're building passive income, and you can either, I mean, there's so many strategies for how to redistribute and cash out of properties and refinance. I mean, there's right. so much we can get into at another date. But the real benefit is that you're buying a, a cash flow positive, especially if you can get into a recession-proof area, and you're buying these properties. Another thing, and we mentioned the house hack, but even if you wanted to, if you really want to stick with the single family, um, some random things that a buddy of mine wrote a book on, uh, some things he mentioned were like a motorhome. You can rent a, mo a motorhome on your yard to somebody and make some extra income. An RV. Um, you could build a accessory dwelling unit, like a little mother-in-law suite off the building. You could rent out just a room to one of your buddies. That's a very popular one in the military. There's a lot of ways that you could earn a little extra cash to help with your mortgage payment, that would be a wise investment while you live there. But just make sure when you leave, you have an end state, whether that's living it, fix it up, and then yeah, get rid build of it. Or the PM contacts in the meantime, exactly. so when you do leave. Yeah, property manager will save your, will keep you from going gray, and it'll probably save your finances. My property manager is a lifesaver. So, so um, another thing, you know, for me personally, and I think you fall in this situation too, is you know, we've been doing investing and I've probably been, I've been investing since 09 and it's taken me a long time to get to where I'm at because I didn't, we didn't have YouTube or podcast back then. Um, so our path is a little zigzagged and how long have you been doing this for? And at what point are you going to quit the military and kind of yeah, take so that I next step? I started in 2015, so about three years and Good question. Depending on life, I may go until I may get out after this reenlistment if I'm doing well enough in the military or in the real estate side. Um, the odds are that I'll probably just go until, I mean, if I go in, if I go to retirement, it'd be 20 years. So it'd be another 10 years and I'll have a, a pension right. and all that. So it's very tempting, especially because I- To stand for that 10-year mark. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, you know, I've screwed around with turnkey rentals. And kind of now hitting my stride, and I feel like I could have cut like cut it in half in amount of time, but it's still gonna take a while. Whether in the military, you have the VA loans, yeah. still gonna take a little while. It's not a get rich quick thing or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. 
And um, so after you do get out, you're either, let's, let's talk about if you're in reserve, what kind of options are, are available? So the VA loans and everything like that. Yeah, if you go from active to reserves, there's a lot of options with that. Uh, as far as, I mean, you can still buy into your healthcare plan for like 200 bucks, 350. I mean, it's much cheaper than a civilian plan. Um, you can still travel. You can still get activated to go to some trainings. VA loan, VA benefits still apply. You're still a veteran. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, the real benefit would be, and that's something I've thought about is, uh, you know, you, you do two, one week in a month, two weeks during the summer or whatever for training. Um, I still get to wear the uniform. If the war kicks off. I would still have the option mm -hmm. of going and doing all that. You can stuff go back, right? Because they would need bodies, as they say. We're more than just bodies, guys. It's okay. Yeah, um, nine minute mile under buddies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, you get to be home. You work on your side hustle. You can have a full time job. You can network and grow in your target market if that's your if you live in your investing market. I mean, investing from afar, as you and I both do, is. Quite doable. I mean, this guy's got over fourteen hundred, right? Over fourteen hundred units that he's got a piece of the pie and put all the deals together on. Uh, and are any of them in Hawaii? No. Yeah. Don't invest in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. And I own. <laughs> I have a fix and flip that I'm a partner on, kind of right now, and that's it. And that's not a passive thing. That's a, a active thing. And I'm yeah. a, a passive partner on it. Um, and that would be about the only thing I would do in this market. Everything I do, buy and hold, is. Missouri, Arkansas, Midwest, yeah. Um, but right. we have both been able to do that long distance. Definitely would be easier sometimes if I lived locally, but don't let that stop you. Right, right. So once you leave, let's say you, you go past reserve and you're out. Yeah. You're a free man <laughs> to do what you want. What, what do you give up in terms of VA loans or any kinds of benefits? I guess so if you totally exit, if you don't come to retirement, then you're... Uh, and at retirement's the 10-year mark. 20. 20-year 20 mark. So if you go to retirement, you really don't lose anything. Just get a smaller pension than your active paycheck. Um, but if you don't make it that far and you just exit the service, then it's you still get all your benefits. You would you would no longer get the medical and the dental. You can kind of buy into that stuff, but uh, your paycheck stops and all that. But all the benefits as far as like VA loan, VA medical benefits, and stuff like that, they're all still there. It's just you wouldn't get like the health insurance and right. stuff free. It'd, it'd come at cost. And you, when you exit the military, you could come back to a reserve or active duty, is it, or just never happens? That it just really depends. <laughs> I mean, that's on the service and what right. they're needing. If they're upsizing or downsizing, or um, I would not say to make your exit strategy to come back in when the going gets tough, um, <laughs> because I know like the Marine Corps is not taking a whole lot of prior. Uh, active duty. But, it, I mean, it's possible and it changes. I enlisted a couple when I was a recruiter. It just kind of comes and goes. Yeah, and I, I've seen a lot of other options for, like, healthcare. I mean, there are two religious-affiliated healthcare providers out here that the idea is you don't go through a normal, regular, traditional provider like at my company at work where it gets bloated because all the government regulation and everything. I mean, it's like half the price and if not better coverage, just they don't pay, they don't pay for a lot of things like abortion, whether you're for it or against it, whatever, yeah. but they won't pay for a lot of that stuff, so it brings the price, and there's a lot less admin costs. So there are other options, so Absolutely. I would say, you know, don't let that just be the, the whole thing for staying in the military service. Yeah. yeah. Any, any other thoughts for making the jump or any other military-related issues that you see coming up? I, mean, I think 
think that's good for now. If you got more specific questions, feel free to reach out to either of us. We're online. If you're watching this, you can probably find us both. Check out more of the podcast. We'll try and do more of these, you know, simple passive cash flow videos from time Absolutely. to time. Make sure you guys sign up for the uh, Investor Club and share with your friends because um, I don't know what you're going to do when you're retired, right? There's not really too many people to hang out. I mean, I'm in Hawaii, but that's yeah, you can only weird. have lunch so many times together before it gets <laughs> a little weird, right? Kick us out. Yeah, so. yeah. But again, what's your uh, your URL for yeah, people to get so you out of you? From militarytomillionaire.com or Instagram or wherever else, it's all the same. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, man. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks, guys. Lane, thanks for yeah, having thanks. me on. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.